0: Ken Druck and we're going to have a refresher class in Hope. He has been a good friend for so many years and certainly will bring everybody to a place of healing to the table. He does his work in memory of his daughter, Jenna Druck, which okay. uh, he ran the Jenna Druck Foundation. And Heidi's going to introduce more because he has got so many credits, this man. We have known Ken for probably 20 years. Yeah, at least. Uh, he actually was the guest on our very first cable show over 10 years ago. And it was a show that won our biggest award. And it was our first one. No surprise because Dr. Ken was our guest. He has a very long list of accomplishments. I'm going to only mention a few. Dr. Ken Druck is an international authority on healing after loss. He was awarded the Distinguished Contribution to Psychology Award. Dr. Ken is widely considered a visionary leader in the field of grief literacy, Mom—a mm-hmm. term that Ken actually coined, which I love. <laughs> I grief literacy. That. He teaches, trains, gives keynotes, speeches, writes best-selling books, coaches, and runs grief support groups and workshops. Mm-hmm. He has been to every to everything you can imagine, every loss been there, boots on the ground, was there after 9-11. He just spoke, in fact, keynoted at the anniversary of 9-11. His latest bestseller is How We Go On, Self-Compassion, Courage, and Gratitude on the Path Forward. Oh, gratitude. I love that. Me too. Ken has been featured by Maria Shriver, Ariana Huffington, and Katie Couric, just to name a few. Welcome, Dr. Ken Druck.
1: It's so good to be with you. You know, today is the embodiment you guys have given. You said, hey, let's do something this year. And I thought, God, you know what? Every day, every moment, every conference, every experience is an opportunity for a refresher class. And I don't care whether you are in the survival mode. I don't care whether it's weeks, months, years with that every moment offers us an opportunity to cultivate hope. So I thought it would be great to spend a few minutes talking today about what hope really is and how we cultivate it. So thank you so much for inviting me to this party. Today is an amazing day. This refresher class is hopefully gonna be a great start for you to open. That's what today's about. And opening isn't a prescription, it's not an order. It's an invitation. When we think about opening to hope, it's just holding the possibility in our hearts that somehow, some way, we're not going to have to live in the degree of pain or uncertainty or unknowingness. And it's beginning to understand, how do I do this? How do I go on from this moment? And that's what we're going to talk about for a few minutes. But I wanted to start by telling you, you know, we all, you and everybody you know, is experiencing some kind of a what now moment. Those of us who've suffered horrific, unexpected, unwelcome losses in our lives are saying, this is the ultimate what now moment. How do I go on from this? How do I go on? My uh, I have a huge hole in my heart. How do, how do people go from this moment on? And I wanna share with you what I think. In my life, I was at the heights of hope. This is 1995. And I'm with my two daughters, my daughter Jenna on the, this side, you know, on the left side was working for MTV, she had infiltrated MTV to change their messaging about women. And this was a, a moment sta- sitting with my two daughters, picture taken by Bill Bellamy, who is one of the VJs there. Then my daughter goes on a semester at sea program and she dies in a bus, bus crash in India. When hope is obliterated, and I know many of you are sitting out there going, my God, that's me, now you're talking about me. And this was what I had to deal with in 1996, a phone call from the White House, from the State Department, Dr. Druck, we're so sorry, your daughter was in an accident and she didn't fare very well. How do we go on? The experience of we get visited by an amount of hopelessness the future has been obliterated and we enter what I a period I call the dark night of the soul, which I've taken from what the ancients used to describe, when the life of somebody we love has been lost to them forever. The life of someone we love has been lost to us forever in the way that we've known it. And there's no time machine, flux capacitor, rewind button to reverse it, to undo it. And the pain is unrelenting. We find ourselves questioning whether there's life after death, treading water, grasping for air, searching for a life jacket of hope, going from the surreal to the all too real. You know that, that, that cycle we go through? One moment, it's like, this couldn't have happened. And the next moment, it's all too real because we know it really did. And trying to manage an unspeakable, inconsolable sorrow. How big does sorrow get? How deep does it run? And attempting to summon the faith, the strength, the courage, To somehow go on is what we go through well the process of summoning the courage faith and strength to rise up from hopelessness to find light in the darkness is bearing the pain and sorrow camping out the place where we can learn to survive and go on it's days like today where we get an invitation to open to hope you know it's it's amazing gloria even wrote a book about open to love How can we take that part of us and stay open when a despair is pulling us down so hard? And that's what all of today is about. I'm so glad you guys are here with us. Calling forth the kinds of thoughts and feelings that counter the inescapable sadness, despair, and yearning. Tapping the strength, courage, trust, faith to rise up out of the ashes and to fight our way back into life. And the way we're going to do that i'm going to say one thing that i hope you take out of this beginning to talk today and that is that there's nothing more important on this journey of grief than self-compassion it's keeping our hands on our heart the hand of kindness the hand of openness to greater possibilities to somehow going on from our losses It's the hand of support, encouragement, humility, love, and acceptance. That's the hand here because too often, what do we all do? Our hand, our foot is up here on our throat. It's the foot of impatience, of self criticism. You're not doing it right. You're not grieving the right way. It's the foot on our throat that inhibits healing, that inhibits the possibility that we're going to move, we're going to find fullness from the emptiness we're feeling. We're going to find, we're going to discover things from the lostness that we're feeling. We're going to somehow find openness and wholeness from the broken heartedness that seems to be everything we're feeling right now. And not every moment is going to trigger a sorrow. We're going to find it triggers love in us. It even triggers gratitude and it triggers hope to go on and that we go on. So these are the things that, that we're gonna talk about. Let's keep going. You know, Winston Churchill said, if, you keep, if you're if you going through hell, keep going. And we do. Beginning to find hope in honor is what I did. Honoring my daughter through the Jenna Druck Foundation, which Heidi and Gloria told you about, and beginning to be there. What did it mean? to stand with a thousand people who had just had somebody they loved be incinerated on 9-11. And Hope Loves Company is what we discovered. We gave one of the first town hall meetings after 9-11 and a man came in at the end of the day of one of our workshops. He was looking for his wife and he said, everybody said, oh, we wish you had been here today. We've even laughed today. We're finding the path forward. And he said, no, I know how this crap works. Misery loves company. And in the back of the room was a woman who stood up and said, no, sir, hope loves company. And we adopted that as our slogan. The eight honorings are kind of a template that I want to share with you briefly for the path forward. The first one being surviving their death is an honor. It's the way we honor the person we've loved, that we have lost, that we loved. It's practicing self-care at a whole nother level. It's getting support, giving ourselves permission to grieve, to share and unburden ourselves with trusted confidants. It's learning to rest and recover and move and heal, to not know, permission to not know and to feel lost, but to trust out of that lostness comes a new kind of foundness. And to miss them and so on, to go on from that. The second honoring, is to do something good in their name. For me, that was starting the Jenna Druck Foundation. It could be lighting a candle. It could be contributing to a cause that relates to how they died. It could be just summoning the strength to take care of your your surviving children, to nurture and and the, the care and feeding of your marriage. It could be anything, whatever it is, do something good in their name. And the third thing is to begin to to cultivate the love that never dies. You know, I wear a, a necklace with the word, the Hebrew word hineni, and it's here I am. Mean, in Hebrew, it means here I am. It's the presence of spirit. And because we can't relate to them, we're not going to ever have them in the realm we've, we were used to them. How can we be with them? How can we stand with them? How can we express the love that never dies that we have for them and that we feel from them? And that means cultivating a spiritual relationship, allowing ourselves to talk to them and to feel to be with them and to feel their love. Even, and I not that I know the, the complete true nature of life and death. I don't with 100% certainty, but it's betting our faith and putting our hope in line. So next, what's the fourth honoring? Embodying the essence, their essence, in the way we live on, becoming the better version of ourselves. For me, with my daughter, It was her unbounded enthusiasm for life, and I try to become more like her in that way. The fifth honoring takes the greatest courage. It means writing new chapters, daring, summoning, calling up from within ourselves the strength, the courage to write new chapters of life, to make new memories in our lives, and, and to turn the page, allowing ourselves to go forward and live out our lives with meaning, with a sense of purpose, and with love in our heart that balances out the sorrow and the missing them. People ask me, Ken, how are you after 26 years? I say, you know, I walk with a limp in my heart. But over here, I have, you know, over here, if you can see, I'll point the camera over to, you see that beautiful colored sculpture of Legos? That was made by my grandson yesterday. You know, making new memories means... Being with my grandson, our grandson, yesterday morning, where he created this beautiful sculpture. He's four years old. His name is Andrix, creating a sculpture out of Legos. That's the way we go on. The sixth honoring is to take the high road. You know, in the rawness of grief, we're impatient. We bite people's noses off. We want to drop down into our despair, our anger, our upset. And and instead of that, it's catching ourselves doing that. Instead of biting somebody's nose off, it's showing them understanding, compassion, and even forgiveness. Next, the seventh honoring, as I said before, there's nothing more important that I can tell you than to keep your hand on your heart and your foot off of your throat. Showing ourselves the love, kindness, support, patience, encouragement, and the permission we need to begin healing is the critical element And stopping ourselves, catching ourselves up here, stopping ourselves from harsh self-criticism, impatience, especially impatience. It's like, when is this pain going to be? When is this going to end? And so on. So the eighth honoring is creating, harvesting, and allowing love, the gifts and miracles, the gratitude and balance to balance out this life. And today is going to give you so many opportunities to do that, to hold hope, And whether it's the hope that somehow you're going to rise up, whether it's the hope that the the wars that are happening in our world come to an end, that people find peace, whatever the hope that's born of despair is much like all these things. It's that fertile unknowingness. But keeping our hands on our heart is the key. The wholeness that comes from brokenness, the heart's broken open, not closed, and the unbroken I love this poem and maybe it's a good start to our day that there's a brokenness out of which comes the unbroken, a shatteredness out of which blooms the unshatterable. There's a sorrow beyond all grief which leads to joy and a fragility out of whose depths emerges strengths. There's a hollow space too vast for words through which we pass with each loss out of whose darkness we're sanctioned into being. And into living on to going on there's a cry deeper than all sound whose serrated edges cut the heart as we break open to the place inside which is unbreakable and whole so my hope and prayer for you guys is to cultivate to use this day to stay open to hope keep your hand on your heart as you listen as you go through all these wonderful speakers and these rituals and these songs to cultivate the life-affirming, healthy-giving spirit of resilience that allows you to be the best possible person that you can be. And allow yourself to receive today the love, kindness, and support as graciously as you probably give it, the kindness and permission you're learning to give yourself. Let it spread like a warm breeze across the bower of your family, your community, this nation, and our world. And that Open to Hope, this wonderful organization that has convened a day like this for all of us, grows to its greatest heights in service, prosperity, and leadership. I'm so honored that you gave me this opportunity to open the day. And I'm so excited to share with you the rest of this day. Here are just some things you can do. A free copy of my self-care handbook. In case you're wondering, hey, I know how to take care of myself. When am I going to start doing it? This, this book might help you. And my new book, How We Go On. I've learned that it helped me to help others, to know I'm not the only one, put one foot in front of the other, find a life.
0: Adding hope to the darkness, you start on the trip to recovery. Reach deep down inside and say, I am gonna live on. We laugh, we cry, and remember.
1: Hope without action doesn't work. Hope with action can change the world.
0: We always say, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours.